Welcome to Gov Innovator. I'm Andy Feldman. We continue our series on results-driven contracting with a focus on Seattle, Washington, and the steps that it took to improve its homelessness services. Our guest is Jason Johnson of the City of Seattle. Here's a clip. What happens is that an individual walks through the door of that agency when they have all of these individual contracts. They're then forced to try and fit the individual into where they have funding. And that's not what we wanted to occur. We wanted our funding to be as flexible as possible so that when the individual walked through the agency door, our funding could support them in whatever manner they needed. Because many of the most important functions of state and local governments involve contracting for goods and services supplied by the private sector, improving procurement processes is an important way to strengthen outcomes for citizens. That's the motivation behind our series on results-driven contracting. Our focus today is Seattle, Washington, whose Human Services Department worked with the Harvard Government Performance Lab to improve outcomes for its homeless population. To learn more, we're joined by Jason Johnson. He's the Deputy Director of the Human Services Department in Seattle. Jason, welcome. Good to be with you, Andy. So tell us about the challenges related to homelessness and contracting for homelessness services that motivated the changes that Seattle made. Homelessness is a uh, big issue here in Seattle, Washington, and one that Mayor Murray made a priority to address uh, within his first uh, year of his first term. We have over 3,000 people living unsheltered uh, in the city of Seattle today, and we have a variety of programs that are there to help support them, provide survival services, as well as uh, get them into housing. You know, as far as uh, our contracts and the investments that we were making, we felt like we were making investments that were a little bit one-off. We were making investments in a variety of different programs. In fact, we had uh, hundreds of contracts. So we were making a very strong investment in addressing homelessness, but we were not necessarily making investments that all uh, drove to one result. They were not strategic investments. And so just as the providers were a little bit disconnected in their ability to work together, we at the city also found that we too were not making investments that were systemic and that were all driving to one result. So we really uh, wanted to change that. So you had a lot of contracts for homelessness services. To improve outcomes, I know that one of the things that you did was, not surprisingly maybe, to consolidate contracts. Tell us more about that. We did. As I mentioned, we had a big investment. Um, our department invests uh, roughly $50 million annually in addressing homelessness. But we had those investments peppered throughout a variety of different contracts. And sometimes those contracts were with the same organization. So uh, as you can imagine, you know, having a variety of contracts like that has a high transactional cost. It can have an impact on data quality. Um, you know, data, when you break it out among so many contracts, uh, data can be incomplete, it can be unreliable. And it also had an uh, insufficient level of coordination between each of the contracts. Ultimately, though, what it lacked was funding flexibility. I'll use one example. We had an agency where we had 19 different contracts 
for that organization to address homelessness. And each of those contracts was so that that organization could meet a different need. So maybe one contract may have been for shelter, another contract may have been for food, another contract may have been for uh, personal items. But what happens is that an individual walks through the door of that agency when they have all of these individual contracts, they're then forced to try and fit the individual into where they have funding. And that's not what we wanted to occur. We wanted our funding to be as flexible as possible so that when the individual walked through the agency door, our funding could support them in whatever manner they needed. And so through consolidation, the idea was that these organizations, instead of having 19 contracts, could have one large consolidated contract and then be able to pull money to wherever it's needed to support the person best. And Jason, just out of curiosity, what's your theory about why there were so many contracts to begin with? Was it a way to distribute funds to a wide variety of organizations? Exactly that. It also is just historically over time, you know, every year there are agencies that go to council and say, hey, I've got this great program. We could do so much more if you just gave us a little bit of money. And so it's sort of, you know, council, as they develop budget, they'll say, oh, gosh, I heard about this program in my district and we're not funding them. I want to give them $50,000. All of a sudden, we have a new contract for $50,000 to fund this organization. We got into this position because we had sort of every year these one-off budget ads. And we did that instead of having competitive procurements where organizations send us their proposals and then we fund based on on what they're proposing. Got it. A second step that Seattle took was establishing goals for homeless service providers and beginning to track whether programs were making progress in achieving those goals. Tell us more about the goals and the process for tracking, if you would. Yeah, so I mentioned that there was not Um, sort of consistent goals or consistent results that we were all driving to. And what we've been able to do in Seattle is work with our partners at King County as well as our partners at United Way to come up with just three really high-level goals that we all, all three of us funders, want to make sure that we're paying attention to. And now we'll not only be paying attention to those goals, but even paying on the performance of agencies as it relates to those goals. And those goals are pretty simple. They're how many people are we moving into permanent housing? Uh, As I mentioned, we no longer want to make investments just in managing people's homelessness, but we want to put an end to it. We really want to end the episode of homelessness. And the only real way to do that is to make sure that someone gets into housing. We also want to make sure that we're tracking how many people return to homelessness. So we want to be investing in what works. We don't want to invest in programs that only help for a short period of time and ultimately have people falling right back into the homeless system. We want to make sure those permanent housing placements uh, are truly permanent and last a long period of time. The third goal that we want to pay attention to and track performance on is the length of time that individuals and families are homeless. We want to make sure that we're expediting the time that people spend in shelter, day centers, meal programs, uh, and feel like setting a, a clear expectation that individuals will only be experiencing homelessness for a short period of time, that we'll be able to move and, and sort of accelerate the system 
to where uh, those programs, even a, a meal program or a day center, are all part of this effort to get people into permanent housing. A final step that the city took, I know, is referred to as active contract management. Tell us what that looks like in practice. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think we, it would be naive of us to think that we could just uh, establish some performance expectations and things would change. That's not the reality. Uh, what we're going to have to do is establish those performance expectations and work very closely with uh, the providers that we're investing in uh, to make sure that they're successful in serving people well and in achieving these three goals. And so what we plan to do and, and where we get the word active from is that we will be having monthly meetings with each of our contracted organizations. And those meetings will be simply to check in, look at their data together, and between the funder and the provider, continuously make action plans to make sure that things either remain good or if it doesn't look like the performance targets are going to be met, to create an action plan to, to fix things. So that's one part of it. The other part of it is that we want agencies to start working together and start looking at their data together. We've tested this past year uh, something that we simply refer to as learning circles, where uh, the city gets a group of providers together and, and over the last year's pilot got five organizations together and they would, on a monthly basis, look at their data and talk about what the data was showing them and talk about some of the realities that they're seeing show up in the data. So they're sharing what works. They're also sharing where they're having challenges. And I would say the third part of our active contract management is that we're engaging with leadership. So quarterly, our director is meeting with the executive directors uh, of the agencies that we invest in and making sure that even at, at an executive level, there is a discussion being had about the data, what the data is showing, and how each of these organizations are performing. It really has been a multi-pronged effort to use results-driven contracting, and in this case about homelessness services, but with lessons for any human services. Jason, congratulations to you and to the Human Services Department there in Seattle for all the progress you've made, and thanks for giving us an overview. Andy, thank you.